0: So, um, Colby's Colby's a noob when it comes to this, so we're gonna we're gonna be gentle. Um, so the rules are, and, and and we might even consider Brock a noob, you know. I, I'm yeah, not I sure yet. I have to spend new. more time with Brock to figure it out. But the bottom line here is, <laughs> when we ever have uh, <laughs> new guys, um, whether they come one time and we scare them off, or or they, they actually come back, like Noah, you know, um, then we we want to make sure that when we use any Hebrew. Your deference is demonstrated by you just turning your chin towards the new, the new, and whispering the English for them. So I say, mm-hmm. Baruch Hashem. You go. Praise the Lord. Okay. Really easy. So you just. Right, so you ought to get it in stereo. If you don't, you just let me know, and I'll right. take that to her. So. Uh, don't. So we want to not leave him <laughs> behind as we walk through this stuff and uh, remember as Revelation uh, demands that we recall and re- remember uh, from whence we have fallen so we need to remember where we came from and how long it's been um, help me to understand the concept of a weekly portion of what we call a Parsha or a Parasha depending on where you're from what's, what's it all about? Isaac, talk to me what's it all about? What what are we doing? What are we reading? What part? The front, the back, the middle? The front! How long is the portion? Depends. What does it depend on? The week. Suck pulling It's
1: Basically... It's been broken up by the sages. Oh, the sages! Yes, and they have just made it to where you can read the entire Torah in 365 days or a year. And so, however that gets broken up, then they match it with something from the prophets or something from a scroll or something else. And um, that's what we get to do each year.
2: They count for leap years
0: and they count for leap years so some of the, some of the uh, portions are really small okay. and they smash them together when it's not a leap year and when it is a leap year they'll split them apart how does that leap year work? does it work like ours? how's a leap year? on our leap year we add one when they have a leap year they add one month. entire month so it gets pretty long so, <laughs> so no, we why the, no, why day, the Torah? Yeah. why are we reading Genesis to Deuteronomy? <laughs> How come we're not reading from Genesis to the maps? Shalom. Hey. We have prepared a place for <laughs> you. <laughs> wow. That was a little uh, Yeshua
2: adaptation. Well, we do um, integrate different
3: sources yeah, of the right. scriptures, but I mean that's that's the base. That is the foundation that was given
0: to Moses by God for what? By God for the children of Israel. To do what? Why? Why? To please Hashem. To please God. Another reason why? Because He said so. Because He said so. Why? I keep the commandments. Why? What did He say it would do? It sets us apart. It sets us apart. It it would go well with us. It's a good thing to do. It demonstrates our obedience because if.
1: If you love me, you'll keep my commandments. There? Sanctifies the name?
0: It sanctifies the name of God by our very actions. It is the very Torah that is the foundation for our faith. And what builds on the Torah? Prophets. The prophets. And what builds on the prophets? The writings. And we have two kinds of writings. The Jews have one kind of writing. What is the one kind of writing that they have? The Psalms. The Ketuvim. The, Ketuvim. the writings. The Psalms. Daniel. The Proverbs. Song of Solomon. Esther, yes. Ruth, Song of Solomon, Ecclesiastes, Lamentations, Jeremiah, yes. and so on, right? Chronicles, um, Kings, Daniel. Judges. Why do we have a second set? Wait, so is that every book besides the Torah and the Old Testament? And the and, <coughs> and yeah. prophets. All right, so we, have, we have a dozen prophets. Uh, all right. We have a dozen prophets. How many major prophets?
3: How come you guys don't whisper?
0: Jeremiah, 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 Ezekiel, Isaiah. and Isaiah. <laughs> and how many minor prophets? Twelve. Twelve. The Treyasar, the twelve. Right. So, if we were to look at the timeline, here we are today. We back up a thousand years to Rashi. Rashi, who is a sage. He's the first guy to write line-by-line commentary on the Torah. He's the first guy to write line-by-line commentary on the Tanakh. The Tanakh? <laughs> it is a an acronym. T-N-K-Torah. Nevi'im, the writings. Ketuvim, the writings. Uh, prophets and the writings. Okay, so that's a whole Old Testament. And the Mishnah, by the way. And the Mishnah. And the Mishnah. Thousand years before him, we're at the year zero. Who's the uh, sage or the tzaddik, the righteous man at this point? Yeshua, Yeshua Hamashia, the Messiah. Any day now, Pete. A thousand years before that, it's a thousand years before David. This is David Hamelah. Okay, he's the tzaddik in that corner. A thousand years before that. Moshe Abraham no, Avinu, where's Moshe? He's there. He's Abraham Avinu, a thousand years before him. Noah. Oh, we're going to Noah. talk about him tonight, okay? And a thousand Adam. years before him, Adam. 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 Okay. So here we have the first Adam, and four thousand years later, the last okay. Adam. Okay. Now you've got the whole Bible from Adam to Messiah to you 4,000 years of Bible where are the prophets they're on the first half of that wall first 500 years you've got every prophet in the Bible all of them we're going to be dealing with the opposite corner with Noah tonight the portion last week was sheet. It was the beginning. And it is, I believe, one of the most important things that we could study. It is foundational. It's fundamental. It's top shelf. However, before we begin, tonight is a special night. Why? It is Rosh Chodesh. It is Rosh Chodesh. New, new month. It's the head of the month. It's the new month. We are commanded to recognize it and to celebrate that God has allowed us to reach this season. You've got three amens to throw in. Watch my finger. Our God and God of our forefathers, may their rise, come, reach, be noted, be favored, be heard, be considered, and be remembered. The remembrance and consideration of ourselves. The remembrance of our forefathers. The remembrance of Messiah Yeshua, son of David, your servant. The remembrance of Jerusalem, the city of your holiness. The remembrance of your entire people, the family of Israel, before you. For deliverance, for goodness, for grace, for kindness, and for compassion, for life and for peace on this day of Rosh Kodesh. Remember us on it, Adonai, our God, for goodness. Consider us on it for blessing. And help us on it for life. In the matter of salvation and compassion, pity. Be gracious and compassionate with us and help us. For our eyes are turned to you because you are God gracious and compassionate king. Amen. Rosh Kodesh, Samiya, Rosh Kodesh, Happy New Month. Happy New Month, yes. Now, we are also commanded to perform Kiddush Levana, to sanctify the moon. That's different. We just bless God for getting us to this time in this season. The first Havdalah, the first end of Shabbat you come to after Rosh Kodesh, when you can see the moon, because can you see it tonight? It's a little sliver. So as you get closer to the middle of the month, at the end of Shabbat, right before you close out Shabbat with Havdalah, the page before it in your Siddur, is Kiddush Levani. You sanctify the moon. And you go, and you and you praise God for the lights that he's made in the luminaries, the greater and the lesser, to rule the day and the night. And why? I digress. We just studied that. <laughs> so, before we, uh, before we get into uh, Noah here, I did want to uh, try and encourage you, man. Let me try and encourage you.
2: It like it's like eighty six, eighty eight, ninety, ninety, ninety two degrees in here. <laughs> Once on with you know what it is?
0: It's all you hot blooded men sitting next to one another. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So while I'm uh, cooling <laughs> off the uh, house here, seventy two degrees. Yeah, that's. Uh, that's <laughs> that's, that's, <laughs> really that's tough. That's how are struggling here, baby. <laughs> okay, that'll that'll come on here. Uh, Todd. Uh, writes from someplace I do not know a ways away he writes uh, on Men of Torah I would love to be a part of the streaming audio when it's ready I know I'm not the only man who longs to be a man, and is benefiting from these discussions so don't mess around You are affecting the righteousness of other men. But that's your job. That's what you're supposed to do. Even you. Then Bruce writes Mm. and comments on Todd's comment. And he writes, what Todd says is true. (laughs) Many of us (laughs) seek to be Tzadikim. Verily. And though we are separated by many miles and have never actually spoken to each other, much less met the boys down south, have been a tremendous encouragement. If you get the streaming working and have a seat available, I would be honored to sharpen some iron with you. Oh, cool. Hoorah! Wow, then so uh, Callie Ann cool. writes, Oh yes, us crazy Canadians, eh? So yeah, she's uh, she's a little... Under. But the Canadian folks actually have been tremendous uh, listening online, and they have a very small community and and, um, have been really thrilled with what we've got. I believe that if, uh, if you throw out the creation story, you just throw out your faith. I believe that if the creation didn't happen, then there is no God that you're accountable to. Therefore, there is no sin. Therefore, there's no need for salvation, and Messiah is a sham. I believe that if you toss out the creation story and you let evolution rule what you're doing... How could you possibly call yourself a believer? It's simply not possible, in my mind. You may want to argue that, but that's my belief. So I would say, step up, and I think you should be able to defend the creation story. And I think that we should never call it the creation story anymore. It's the creation account. It happened. Amen? Amen. Amen. Uh, so the next portion after creation is Noah, And uh, it's about uh, the blessings. Oh, look, you're all here. That's great. So some Noaic thoughts. I'll just re- let you read these as I uh, read them uh, to our, our guests listening from afar. Weird places like Gastonia. Plan ahead. It hadn't yet rained when Noah started building the ark. Most people don't realize that. A mist used to rise from the ground and water the earth, there was no rain so this guy's preaching righteousness that God's going to flood the planet and talking about it raining but it had never rained before stay fit you never know when you're 600 years old God might ask you to do something really big could happen, you never know don't listen to critics, do what God has commanded I'm really preaching to the choir on that one, I'm sure build on high ground, always always good counsel. And for safety's sake, travel in pairs or better in sevens. Now what's that all about? Sevens of birds. <laughs> and... so sevens for a uh, flock, right? for the birds. Four, no for the no clean, clean animals. animals.
4: And birds. But those That's birds. good. You
0: knew that Noah did not bring two of each animal on the ark. In fact, he brought seven of each clean animal and two of the unclean animals. You don't know that if only you got the flannel bread you got to actually read it, and then you find it. Why did he Why need, to he need clean. more clean animals? Because so he's going to sacrifice them. Because he's going to sacrifice so them. And or eat them. And or eat them. Mm-hmm. The unclean animals, what do you gonna do with those? The Let them do their deal, All right? So yeah, I think I heard somebody ask, how do you know which ones were clean and which ones weren't? <laughs> I mean, the Torah didn't happen and yet, right? I mean, Noah's on this corner, we said, Fifteen hundred years later, Moshe Rabbeinu Moses, teacher. Teacher, actually gets the commandments. So, how did he know which ones were clean and which ones were unclean? God told us. God told him is the right answer.
3: Yes. God told them or someone told them or yes, yeah,
0: someone told him indirectly. God. All right. Some Here's discussion points. Way. I'm looking for discussion. If I don't get discussion, you know what you get stuck with. The Joe show. The Joe show, yeah. You get stuck with me (laughs) preaching to you. Was God surprised by man's rebellion? Absolutely not. I don't think so. Oh, this side (laughs) says no. You guys want to go with the yes? We have a choice. Let's fight it. Yeah, he was absolutely (laughs) surprised. Because he relented. (laughs) He relented. Look, he was sorry. He just... He was so disappointed. Looks like he was surprised, guys. I, I think you're on Th- shaky
4: ground. Disappointment doesn't necessarily indicate the surprise. Really? Maybe, maybe he knew what was going to happen, but he was hoping that it wouldn't. Oh, so God hoped, but I I they hope hope the break. Break. So, so they've got a guy that's also weak. Well, well actually, <laughs> I, I mean, I'm thinking right now of the English translation in the art scroll, and it's less disappointment as much as a deep sadness. Okay. Um, you know, if you... I mean, the Upham family can can understand some of this with the recent passing of the grandmother, blessed memory. Um, She had cancer, and so you understand that it was going to happen eventually. But there's deep sadness. So with God, I think that it's entirely understandable that he would perhaps have seen, well, he did see and know all that was going to transpire, but it doesn't mean that it didn't um, bring him sadness in
0: spite of that. So he does have a desire but it may nece- not necessarily be what he desired to have come to pass. So we get the difference between his permissive will and his sovereign will. It's I like that. Cheap seats? Anybody back there? Comments? Nothing? We're good? Okay. If you, if you see this little lines. thing on your chest, shut. you know you're about to be shot. <laughs> okay. There's always a guy who gets it. Noah got it. It's our job to be that guy. That's what this class is all about. In fact, that's what being a man of God is all about. That we would be the guy. God looks down, and this time, he says, Yo, Satan, have you considered my servant Isaac? Rather than, you yeah, don't get married yet. could work out pretty bad on the front end. But it works out good on the end." We're supposed to be the one that God can use. The sages say that there's 36 righteous men on the planet at every time in every generation, working his will and holding back evil and allowing God to bless his people. We need to be in that count. That's our job. Why did they say 36? It's a long story, I but that's why we have wine after class. It's a great discussion point. You hold that, write that down. And uh, I would say these two guys here can give you some awesome commentary on it. And then I think these two guys could fill in the blanks in English because sometimes they get pretty ethereal. I was just going to say Wikipedia,
3: but
4: okay. The Wikipedia works too. What's pretty amazing about your previous previous point is that the sages also say that there's a debate, rather, just how righteous Noah really was. They say Noah was righteous in his generation. In his generation. That's not to say that we can hold ourselves to a lower standard, but that is to say that just because you may look at your life and think, wow, okay, I don't fast four days a week and you know pray for nine hours a day, so why even try? Um, Noah, just by being righteous compared to everybody around him, was enough to save mankind.
0: Yeah, uh, although I don't want to diminish the fact that I find righteousness to be a very attainable standard because it's like when I joined the army. I really I couldn't believe it. I really couldn't believe it. I got out of boot camp. I had already gotten promoted coming out of boot camp. I started uh, advanced individual training to become a nurse. We got to load an ambulance. You got to take the people out of the ambulance. You got to learn how to give a shot. You take the blood pressure. You know, it's, it's, it's you know, nursing kind of stuff. Finished the training. I get assigned to Army Medical Center in San Antonio, Texas. And I was astonished. I'm now a corporal, and I want to become a sergeant. Next next step, more money, bigger car. (laughs) And it astonished me that not only did they tell you exactly what you were supposed to do, but they told you exactly what you needed to do to get promoted. I got the day-to-day walk down, how to dress, what to say, when to salute, when not to salute what to step in, what not to step in, how to shovel this, how to shovel that, and when you go before the E5 board, exactly what to say and how. Every question that we're going to ask. They give you the book. They tell you the answers ahead of time. God does the same thing. Want to be a righteous man? you wrote it down. Read the book. I know how it is. <laughs> okay. So let's not diminish righteousness. But yes, righteousness is in his own uh, time. For the computer guys, this, I think, is, is fabulous. Uh, mankind appears corrupt. We're just going to reboot the universe. And just restart. the it's confirmed to a window system. Have you thought about the flood as the ultimate mikvah? Or a mikvah? For the planet? Is that, is that Paul? He doesn't he use that, does he? He does. He says know? you were all baptized. Oh, he doesn't. doesn't, doesn't. He's, He's talking about oh, Moses. Yeah. 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 Baptized into Moses. This is, you know. And he may be Peter. Yeah. Peter does talk about it. We're going to hit Pete later. Let's talk about Moses. Did you guys notice the 120-year time limit? Right? He says, "Whoa, whoa! You guys are just flesh. Spirit's not going to uh, last with man here. You know, I'm gonna, I'm gonna clip it. 120 years." Well, tell me. I think I just read this recently, a couple weeks ago. Moses died. What do we know about Moses when he died? Not his sight defeated. was good. Yeah. He still had his eyes, right? Strength his easy. strength was not abated. He was ready to go. He wanted to cross the river. How did he die? God, God killed him. How old was he? 120. Wait a minute, wait a minute. This is the most humble man on the planet. This is the guy that spoke to God face to face. Surely he got a couple extra years in there. 120 top
3: dog yes? I also think it's more deeper, than, or it's, it's deeper than just the lifetime of, uh, of the lifespan of an individual, because not. after God said that, there's obviously
0: guys that are still kicking into the 800s um, no question um, some of them <coughs> I think actually were on the, on the ark so right. I, don't, I don't think you've got any after that that lived quite that long Right. but I think it's a euphemism for a, a Bell here. I think we've talked about that. I like that. Too heavy for tonight, but you're a good point. I, I also thought about Moses with regard to Noah. I mean, do you remember with Moses? He pulls them up on the mountain and goes, These people are corrupt. Forget this. I'm just going to blow them all away. We'll start with you instead of with Zelig. Forget that. Instead of calling them Jews, we'll call them Muse. <laughs> do, do you remember that? Well, it's almost like he did the same thing with Noah. Forget all, it's all messed up. We'll start with you. The Noahites. It seemed funny. Um, Shemites. I thought it'd be a, a quick thing. This is actually kind of funny. In the book of Judges, we see in chapter 12, the Gileadites captured the fords of the Jordan against the Ephraimites. And when any of the fugitives of Ephraim said, Let me go over, the men of Gilead would say, Hey, wait a minute. Aren't you an Ephraimite? And the guy would say, No. And they'd say, Okay, well, then say, Shibboleth. And the guy would say, Shibboleth. For he could not pronounce it right. So they'd seize him, beat the crap out of him and kill him. They could tell who the people were by how they pronounced the words. So it's kind of funny though. It's kind of funny because the end of this word in English has a TH. But it really has a T sound in Hebrew. The beginning of this word has an SH, but in English almost everything that had an SH loses it and everything that didn't have it, had just written on the desk, gets it. Here's an example Shabbat. The Sabbath is really Shabbat. Sh. Turn into S. Give me another example. Um, Shemites, what do they Exactly, about. right? Semitic. Is Semitic people come from Sh- not Sem, Sh- but mm-hmm. Shem. They're Shemitic people. We just don't say that. So when you go to English, you got to realize it got kind of weirded out. Evidently, it happened to those guys. Poor, <laughs> yeah, All right. So we're talking about Noah. And first of all, uh, we need to make it clear that in Hebrew, Noah is the the male name. Noah is a girl's name. Now, as Noah can attest, in English, it may be the other way around. But certainly, Noah is a very manly, awesome Name. Don't hurt me. Are those scars? <laughs> okay. It's the greatest female I've ever seen. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Ura. So Noah had three sons Shem, which means name, right? Cham, which means hot or sunburnt. Hmm. Love that. And Yefet, which means enlargement. Now you may remember that Yefet is blessed later on that his tents may enlarge, evidently into the tents of Shem and so on. Anyway, so that's what those those names mean. So three sons. Okay? We are looking at Bareshi Genesis. Genesis. Chapter 5, verse 32 to chapter 6 and verse 9. That is the passage we are looking at tonight. And we are going to answer some questions. So while you flip to it so you can look at it in your own Bibles, I will have it on the Screen here for uh, those that are in uh, Trinidad and Tobago listening tonight. Why did God flood the planet and destroy all but eight people? We're going to answer that question tonight. There'll be a quiz at the end. If you can't answer that, you can't leave. OK. Second, why doesn't God destroy the people again? I've heard it's because the planet was wicked. It was they were all corrupt. Have you been to work yet? They're all corrupt there. I mean, you can't go to some of the public parks here with any children. I mean, it's, it's amazing what, they, what these people do in public. Well, so why does he destroy the, the world again? Why can't the same problem that was evidently there occur again? How do we know? Forget the rainbow. I'm not asking why he doesn't do it. Why does he let evil run rampant? Right now? Why is the flood account important? I told you, I think the creation account is absolutely critical. You can't let that go. You have to argue that. You have to push for it. You have to be able to defend it. I think the same is true about the flood. And so does the Apostle Peter, but we'll get into that. Here is our passage. So let me read it out <laughs> loud for those that are in uh, another state.
4: And just real quickly, the last point that the flood account being important. You may actually have to defend it because there are many people who argue the flood didn't happen, and yet apparently there was a flood on Mars. So
0: here we go. <laughs> well, you bet. So we are going to have to defend it. After Noach was 500 years old, Noach fathered Shem, Ham, and Japheth. When man began to multiply on the face of the land and daughters were born to them, the sons of God saw the daughters of man were attractive, and they took as their wives any they chose. Then. Adonai said, My spirit shall not abide in man forever, for he is flesh. His days shall be 120 years. The Nephilim were on the earth in those days, and also afterward, when the sons of God came in to the daughters of man, and they bore children to them. These were the mighty men who were of old, the men of renown. Adonai saw that the wickedness of man was great in the earth, and that every intention of the thoughts of his heart was only evil (coughs) continually, And Adonai regretted that he had made man on the earth, and it grieved him to his heart. So Adonai said, I will blot out man whom I've created from the face of the land, man and animals, and creeping things and birds of the heavens, for I am sorry that I have made them. But Noah found favor in the eyes of Adonai. These are the generations of Noah. Noach was a righteous man, blameless in his generation. Noah walked with God. And Noah had three sons. Shen, Khan and Yefet. Everybody with me? I threw in a couple of these there as I tried to take Lord out and, and put the actual name, but I think we're okay. So, I want to tear this passage apart a little bit. I've made a couple of these words bold to try and bring out some points here, and I underlined a couple of things. So let's just take a look here. I see bookends in this passage right there in the text, we have, at the beginning, after Noach was 500 years old, Noach fathered Shem, Ham, and Japheth, And it ends with, and Noach had three sons. Shem, Ham, and Japheth. Pericope. Pericope. Woo! Yeah. It's exciting to me. Maybe not to you. It's OK. So bookends. Now, with these bookends giving us this passage to look at, I see two parts. a first part and the second part. It's why we call them. Two parts. (laughs) That's right. So, I see this primarily as a a cause and an effect. So, we're going to look at the cause, we're going to look at the effect. Then we're going to look at what's in the middle. Alright, so let's look at the first half, right? The first half. What What is this stuff all about here? Oh, one of my circles is off. After Noah was five hundred years old, he fathered, man, multiplied daughters, wives, and bore children. What's what's what are all these things about? Having kids, having kids, procreating. That's exactly right. They're procreating. Nice job. Thank you, thank you. And surely, at the end here, we have the sons of God came in to the daughters of man. This first half's all about procreation. I'm sorry. For those of you who are not from here, that's sex. Just checking. All right. So, who are these guys? Who are these sons of God? Hmm. Bar Elohim, is it? Ben Elohim. Benay Elohim. Right? And then that's Benay Elohim. Daughters of Man is Banot. uh, I've yeah. Right? Yeah. So, who are these guys? They. they are angels. Every reference to sons of God in the word of God are angels. Oh, I lost my, my thing here. Can I get that yellow thing back? Where's my yellow thing? Come on. Ah. Okay. Now you get my cause and effect twice, too. There they are. So in Job 2-1, again, there was a day when the sons of God came to present themselves before Adonai, ah. and Satan also came among them to present himself before Adonai. It's a perfect example. Here's uh, Yeshua in Luke chapter 20, verses 34 through 36. Yeshua said to them, the sons of this age marry and are given in marriage, but those who are considered worthy to attain to that age and to resurrection from the dead, neither marry nor are given in marriage. But they cannot die anymore. Because they're equal to angels, sons of God, being sons of the resurrection. So the Master doesn't say that they can't procreate. He says they don't procreate. Okay? So... We've got angels. You can check every reference. I will warn you that there is one time in the English Standard Version that they translate Sons of God. When if you look at the Hebrew, it literally is Sons of Israel. Why did they chose to put Sons of God? Not a clue. Okay. And, and Luke, you said? Uh, what was that? that is uh, early, it's in the, uh, Luke 20. It's in the Torah. Where they mistranslate in the Torah. But I think the focus is in between these, right? And then I said my spirit shall not abide man forever for his flesh. He is flesh. His day shall be 120. So I think that's that's the focus here. We've got the sons of God having a relationship, bearing children, and we've got this deal with. Well, the whole the whole problem is their flesh. Can I take the devil's advocate? Absolutely. Because I I
3: I've heard the whole angels thing, but yep. to me the the, the word uh, or the even the phrase benay Elohim is is subject to a lot of different meanings. Uh, I mean, for example, uh, uh, you will be called sons of the living God, or you will be called uh, in in um, Daniel. He uses the phrase bar. Elohim and that word can just mean judges various people are called Elohim yes. uh, even Moses himself so so it, I had I had I was under the impression and I still think I am that these are just rulers of the earth that is they are the, the word really means judge and his lord is almost a, a good translation if you put it in its original yep. old, old English context so it's that these uh,
0: the head honchos the big wigs of the world at that time yeah. was it, it, so. could, it could be but there it doesn't appear to be a lot of Head honchos of the world at that time, number one and number two, even Tim Haig says there's three interpretations. Okay, but he agrees if you look at it, every reference is clearly to angels. Even if you look in Daniel, because you've got a little bit of a difference there in the wording, because it is Aramaic. Okay, it's not Hebrew. Um, yeah, we're gonna when we get to the end of this, we'll look and say, well, does it make sense? It could be that it's just men they're just judges and they took whatever wives they wanted how is it that they would do that if we haven't got had any reference to any governmental structure at all yet that's really kind of pulling it out secondly i think we need to look and see if that's true why doesn't this happen again so we've got a couple of questions that'll come up if we take it as judges but absolutely there's at least three different ways that we can look at this passage and I'm just bringing this one up, because I think it fits the best. And I think it looks, it works well in the text as well. But absolutely, bring those up, if you come up. Yes, sir? I was just going to mention, too, um, the Nephilim. Is We're going to get to the Nephilim in just a second. They're in the second half. OK. Don't jump ahead to the second half until we finish the first half. So I think this is the, the, the focus here is the flesh. And we've got this, this issue here with taking wives. So. In the first half, we've got fathering man, multiplying the daughters, the wives, and the flesh. We've got the daughters, they bore children. So the first half appears to all be about sex and the sons of God doing something, and the focus being that God's going to limit the men. So it could be either way we're going to go. So let's look at the second half now. So if we uh, break it up into paragraphs. how and I saw that the weakness of man was great on the earth. And that every intention of the thoughts of his heart was only evil continually. Adonai regretted that he had made man on the earth a grievance to his heart. So Adonai said, I'll blot out, man, what created from the face of the land. Man and animals creeping things, birds of the heavens, for I'm sorry, I've made But Nawak found favor in the eyes of Adonai. These the generations of Noah, a righteous man, blameless in his generation, Noah walked with God. So I see contrasts here. In the first part of this, I see the wickedness and the evil. And in the back half, I see the righteousness and the blamelessness. It's interesting to see. And then I have our Creator regretting and being sorry we talked about that earlier. So as I lay it out and look at the whole deal, it appears it's the middle piece that is critical. When the sons of God came into the daughters of men and they bore children to them. It's like chiastic poetry. It's just pointing to the very middle verse in the whole section. Yes, Chiasmatic
4: poetry being um, patterned, pattern text where you have a thematic thing where it's like you see the theme here, you see the theme at the bottom like Noah has three sons it shows up again at the bottom then it's a parallel, it's a parallel, parallel and it's essentially yeah. what's usually what ends up happening in Chiasmatic poetry is that there is an odd, uh, one. an odd one that is sort of the focus of the passage I think the book, of, the book of Proverbs or, or Psalms yeah. use this There's
0: a lot yeah. so this is the middle The sons of God came into the daughters of men. They bore children to them. Appears to be what we're supposed to get out of this passage. That brings the Nephilim mind. Everything that opens the womb of all flesh, whether man or beast, which they offer to the Lord, shall be yours. Nevertheless, the firstborn of man you shall redeem. The firstborn of unclean animals you shall redeem. Numbers 18, verse 15. I think that's important. Before we get to the Nephilim, uh, the sons of God... Let's assume for the sake of argument right now they are angels. Angels came into the daughters of men. And bore children to them. Well, wait a minute. Firstborn of man you redeemed. Firstborn of unclean animals you should redeem. Down here it says that the first man, Adam, became a living being. The last Adam became a life-giving spirit. We're all talking about man here. The first man was from the earth. A man of dust. The second man is from heaven. First Corinthians 15, verses 45 and 47. I've got a problem here. What am I supposed to do with the children that are born between an angel and a, and a woman? They're unredeemed. Now that's a problem. So what do we have at the very beginning? <laughs> oh, you like that? Now? Oh, yeah, this is good to work here. So we have, let, me, let me just recap and make sure we're straight. So from the very beginning, actually from before the beginning, when was the Lamb slain? Before the foundation of the world, world, we already know that God has a plan to fix the problem that He surely knew was going to happen. What's His Son going to do? The seed of woman is going to bring salvation to all mankind, to the firstborn of man. There's going to be redemption provided by this God-man how can a man fully man, Yeshua redeem what amounts to, sorry Cher a half-breed half-angel half-man, how does that work? He is just like us He can redeem us He is the perfect man so what it sounds like to me is that this very possibly was used by Satan to corrupt the seed that think, Messiah would I eventually come absolutely. through. Absolutely. And because of that, yes. the nephilim will have no part in the resurrection. Let's not talk about the nephilim yet. We didn't get to the oh, nephilim. It's kind of right out there. I know those nephilim. <laughs> I think the nephilim get a bad rap, by the way. It sounds pretty Greekish,
3: but I would say this: the whole un- unredeemable aspect really flies in the face of the minority that believe that Mary actually had relations and you
2: know, right, like basically
0: a God type of you'd you have case a half breed there. Right, exactly. And yet the scripture doesn't say that, as we know. Right. The scripture says that he is fully man and never denies that Joseph is his father. Right. Not his stepfather, but his father. A fully man. So this causes a problem and I think adds a unique flavor to this whole aspect here. No, whether I'm right or not, it's completely irrelevant. You still are going to burn in hell if you don't know Messiah. you are still got a place a world to come. If you do, it's as simple as that. But let's just look at it and, and continue so on. For
4: those listening uh, who may have six fingers and six toes, we'll, we'll figure you out We're later. We're moving on <laughs> yeah, That's right. That's right. All right. right. shame. You now, I think it's really
0: important for Ryan that we finally talk about the next. <laughs> All right. Now, I think we, we have s- a grammatical problem. And I think we have a significant problem with people hearing the pastor and not reading the text. I know, it's very hard to believe, but take it just for what it's worth. I want you to see this whole portion that we just went through, when the sons of God came into the daughters of man, and they bore children to them, as a literary device called a timing marker. Let me read this verse without the timing marker. The Nephilim were on the earth in those days and also afterward. These are the mighty men who were of old, the men of renown. <coughs> it's not the Nephilim that did this. They're not the sons of God. They couldn't be. How do I know?
3: Because I, they're, they're present afterwards.
0: How could they be present afterwards? If these were the angels, how would angels die in a flood? I'm I'm sorry. The wings get wet. Yeah, I don't get it. No, they can't be the angels. It just doesn't work that way. It's a timing marker. The Nephilim were on the earth in those days. And afterward, you know what I'm talking about. When the sons of God came in, the daughters of the. Oh, remember that? Yeah, they were there. They were there. These were the mighty men of old. Let's take a look at every verse that talks about these guys. In the entire Bible? Let's look at all of them. We've got time. I think we've got time. They went up into the Negev and came to Hebron, Ahiman, Sheshai, and Talmai, the descendants of Anak. They were there. Hebron was built seven years before Zoan in Egypt. However, the people who dwell in the land are strong and the cities are fortified and very large. And besides, we saw the descendants of Anak there. And there we saw the Nephilim. This is three different verses. There we saw the Nephilim. You know who they are. The sons of Anak, who came from the Nephilim. And we seem to ourselves like grasshoppers, and so we seem to them. That's almost a direct quote from Isaiah 40, by the way, where the Lord, who has inscribed the circle of the earth, looks down on us, and we seem like grasshoppers to him. That's what they're talking about. Those are three verses from Numbers 13, verses 22, 28, and 33. So the guy in Numbers, really concerned about this. What's happening in Numbers? They're spying out the land. They're spying out the land. Before they
2: go in and before they don't go in. And they come
0: back with one cluster of grapes on a stick between their shoulders. It's so big. And they're like, whoa, (laughs) fruit? Amazing. Let's go. Well, that was two at it. Twelve. Ten. Sad to say. What was their report? All about the Nephilim Let's look at the next one It was in Deuteronomy, chapter 9, verse 2 A people great and tall, the sons of Anakim Whom you know, and of whom you have heard it said Who can stand before the sons of Anak? Here's a perfect reference to how big these guys are Right? That's Deuteronomy And we've got uh, three different verses in Joshua 15 uh, Joshua 15, verses 13 and 14 In chapter 21, verse 11 According to the commandments of Adonai to Joshua, he gave to Caleb, or Caleb, the son of Yefunah, a portion among the people of Judah, Kiryat Arba, that is, Avron. Arba means four, but it also is a guy's name. He's the father of Anak. Aha! Caleb drove out from there the three sons of Anak, who we read about up here in Numbers, and it names them Sheshai, and and Talmai. It's interesting that they're in a different order. I'll leave you to that. It's a great Shabbat study one morning. The descendants of Anak, they gave them Kiryat Arba, Arba being the father of Anak, that is, Hebron, in the hill country of Judah, along with the pasture lands around it. So we see in, in Numbers, they bump into these guys the first time, and they feel like pipsqueaks. In Deuteronomy, he's recounting everything that happened. He reminds them, remember those big dudes? Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. And then in Joshua, they finally get into the land and kick these puppies out, and Caleb steps up. One of the oldest guys there, by the way. I Caleb's like 80 years old. That's right. Now, Judges comes right after Joshua, right? And Hebron was given Caleb. We're talking about here. As Moses had said, and he drove out from it the three sons of Anak. He must have been pretty beefy guys. Pretty beefy. Now.
3: (laughs) Anak means neck. It does. Anak means neck. So Uh, I'm thinking,
0: this is Anak. And he has, (laughs) like his brother, Jeremiah, He's got these humongous sons standing behind him, but he's just got this beefy neck. Now, here's the big question for you. Let's see. I'm trying to get the sequence done. Help me out. I got Adam. Uh, I got Enoch. And I got Noah. And there seemed to be a lot of people, including some very tall fellows. How many got out of the ark? Eight. How many swam through? None. None. Eight guys. Eight people. How many guys? Four. Let's forget the old guy. How many got now? Thirteen. What do you know? Had to happen.
2: Everyone came from those three.
0: Everybody came from those three. If the Nephilim didn't swim through, then they had to come from one of these three sons. Uh, I'm just taking a wild guess. Which one do you think they came from? Wait a minute. The guy named Name. Maybe not. The guy named Sunburn. Maybe not. How about the guy named Enlargement? (laughs) Whoa, he's big. Hey, I'm just spitball. All right. Let's take a look at Jude. Jude's a cool book. Jude's the only book where you don't have to tell anybody what chapter you're in. (laughs) Jude's the only book where they know you haven't been reading if you try and give them a chapter. Yeah, I hate that. and Jude book. It is Jude is unbelievable. In fact, if you actually read some of the apocryphal books that the Catholic Bible shoved in there between the Testaments, which by the way the sages love. that's where we get First and Second Maccabees, where we learn about the revolts, right? Where God saves His people, and we get the 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 uh, uh, holiday of Hanukkah from, which means dedication. That's the next one coming up on our calendar, Hanukkah. It's right around Christmas, but don't let that throw you. Okay, I'm going to read Jude verses 3 through 7 out loud for the people in Canada. Beloved, although I was very eager to write to you about our common salvation, I found it necessary to write appealing to you to contend for the faith that was once for all delivered to the saints. I want to do that right now. I just want to make sure I'm clear. You need to contend for the faith. We're being surrounded by Islam. They have a very clear message. Believe what we believe or we'll kill you. I know that's not politically correct. Stuff it. It, If it comes down to, I believe like you or you kill me, you're going to die. It's as simple as that. Now, that may be a little over the top for you. I appreciate that. You deal with Islam the way you want. They're not taking me out. (laughs) <laughs> content for the faith for certain people have crept in unnoticed who long ago were designated for this condemnation and now he's going to list these people he's got ungodly people so he describes them they pervert the grace of our God into sensuality hmm. and deny our only master and lord Yeshua HaMashiach two things we're doing Jesus the Messiah Jesus the Messiah, thank you very they're into sensuality. Now I want to remind you, although you once fully knew it, so he's a little concerned that I forget this stuff. That Yeshua, who saved the people out of the land of Egypt, whoa, we got to stop. Wait, Yeshua saved the people out of Egypt? I thought the rock went with them. That's what Paul says. The rock gave them water. The rock went with it We know. Who's the rock? Yeshua. Jude seems to buy into that big time. It was Yeshua who saved the people out of the hand of Egypt. Afterward, destroyed those who do not believe Hmm. Oh, here's my favorite part. The angels, who did not stay within their own position of authority, but what they do? Left their proper dwelling. He has kept in eternal chains under gloomy darkness, until the judgment of the great day, so he's just going through. You got these bad people. I want to remind you. We got Yeshua. He blew away the people that didn't believe. We got the angels. He put them in chains. They left their proper dwelling. And just as Sodom and Amora—it's not Gomorrah, it's Amora—just as Sodom and Amora and the surrounding cities, which likewise indulged, likewise, likewise. Wait a minute. Likewise, indulged in sexual immorality and pursued unnatural desire. Likewise, he can only be going back to what he just said. That means the angels leaving their proper dwelling were actually indulging in sexual immorality and unnatural desire. It's not what they were supposed to go after. These all serve as an example by undergoing a punishment of eternal 25. What's to tell us? Eight. Somewhere in the Bible, it talks about angels leaving their proper dwelling. Mm. And once again, sensuality, sexual immorality, and unnatural desire. I mean, it is there, guys. Condemnation, destroyed, eternal change, judgment, punishment. How come what happened before can't happen again? It seems that all those puppies that were running around with the girls got tied up. Let's look at another one, 2 Peter, chapter 2, verses 1 through 10. I like 2 Peter. I like Peter. <laughs> Peter's good. But false prophets also arose among the people. Well, we just heard about people creeping in. Okay, so now we've got false prophets. Just as there will be false teachers among you, who will secretly bring in destructive heresies, even denying the master who bought them, bringing upon themselves swift destruction. And many will follow their, well, here we are again, different, different writer same time. Many will follow their sensuality. And because of them the way of truth will be blasphemed. And in their greed they will exploit you with false words, their condemnation from long ago. From long ago? Huh. Their condemnation from long ago is not idle and their destruction is not asleep. I wonder when their condemnation was For if God did not spare angels when they sinned. I didn't know angels sinned. When did that happen? Well, maybe it's... No. But cast them into hell and committed them to chains of gloomy darkness. Same thing. To be kept until the judgment. If he did not spare the ancient world. Well, well, that's the flood, right? But preserve Noah. A herald of righteousness with seven others when he brought a flood upon the world of the ungodly. Can you see how he's just tied those two together? (laughs) If by turning the cities of Sodom and Amor to ashes, he condemned them to extinction, making them an example of what's going to happen to the ungodly, and we've got one more example, if he rescued righteous Lot, who always gets a bad rap from the church, but he really didn't do any bad, greatly distressed by the sensual conduct of the wicked, For as that righteous man lived among them day after day, he was tormenting his righteous soul over their lawless deeds that he saw and heard. All these examples, if God took care of it like this, then the Lord knows how to rescue the godly from trials and to keep the unrighteous under punishment until the day of judgment, and especially those who indulge in the lust of defiling passion and despise authority. So, wow. lust of defining passion, sensual conduct all these folks have to do with sensuality. Look look, look at what God is talking about. Destruction, condemnation destruction, judgment, change of gloom and darkness, cast them into hell, flood, flood condemn them, punishment, judgment hey, you
2: know,
0: I'm, I'm not making it up, it's right here in the text right? one more, Second Peter chapter 3 Verses 1 through 7. This is now the second letter I'm writing to you, beloved, in both of them. I'm stirring up your sincere mind, Paul used the same term, by way of reminder that you should remember the predictions of the holy prophets. You can't do that if you don't read them. Remember the predictions of the holy prophets and the commandment of the Lord and Savior through your apostles, knowing this first of all. Scoffers will come in the last days with scoffing. That's why they call them scoffers. Those boogers scoff following their own sinful desires, they will say, what will they say? Where's the promise of his coming? I she said Jesus was coming. Huh. For ever since the fathers fell asleep, that's back here on this wall, the fathers, Abraham, Yitzhak, and Yaakov, ever since they fell asleep, <clears throat> all things are continuing as they were from the beginning of creation. Ever since these guys died, it's been the same as it was since Adam. Nothing's changed. Well, they just skip. oops, Wow. Between the fathers and Adam was the flood. And they skipped it. No, no, no. Everything's been the same. Nothing's changed. Huh. For they deliberately overlooked this fact. What does that mean? Dumb on purpose. Willful ignorance. That's it. They deliberately overlooked this fact. What is the fact? That the heavens existed long ago, and the earth was formed out of water through water by the word of God. And that by means of these, these same words, I mean the the same water, the world that then existed was deluged with water and perished. They deliberately don't want to hear about the flood. By the same word, the word of God, the heavens and earth that now exist are stored up for fire, being kept until the day of judgment and destruction of the ungodly. Guys, could it be any clearer? The flood is so important to the testimony that God does judge sin. Creation's important because we have a creator to whom we as creatures are accountable. He has a law. We should keep it. When we don't, it's called sin. And the unrighteous, the ungodly, the wicked, will perish just like they did in that flood. And if we ignore that flood and say it never happened, or let other people say it never happened... We're just as good as they are. It's a big deal. And uh,
3: uh, maybe this also sort of fits the um, context. First Corinthians eleven, uh, Shaul's whole yeah. uh, a- a- exhortation with head coverings, mm-hmm. and he uh, said and he tells them, I tell you now, do everything according to the traditions that I that I gave to you, and he says. Um, that is why a wife ought to have a symbol of authority on her head, because of the angels. Uh, so, and I, I had always translated that as like you know, the, the apostles, the sent. Right, the yeah, the, yeah. the messengers. But I, I wonder if
0: that's could be. be tied here. Could though, be, yeah. Think. That's an interesting point. All right, let's look back at those questions. Why did God flood the planet and destroy all the eight people, according to what I've taught tonight? Because there's half breeds walking around, so and Yeshua. Is supposed to redeem the entire planet and the earth itself, because it's groaning because of the same curse. Well, he can redeem the planet. He can redeem the man. He can't <coughs> redeem half-breeds that are half angel, half man. You gonna say something? I was just. I guess the only uh, problem I have.
2: Question. Since it's not really stated, but I guess we assume that these half angels, half men, people can drown.
0: <laughs> like,
2: <laughs> like we're killing half angel
0: yep. people with water. Yeah. Well, well, I... Well, they're born. Angels weren't born, but these people were. True. Right? So they, it says they bore them children. It's a little weird. So Just, I think that'll work. We know for a fact that everyone who was there drowned. Except... The angels themselves who were in chains. So I don't have to decide where they are. They're either in chains or they drown. Mm-hmm. Works mm-hmm. for me. Because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. we know only eight got through. Right. Unless, like I said before, really, really, really good swimmers. Really good like grip all on that part. One handed. That's right. The, uh,
4: I think Rockstar says something. You guys do something? No, go ahead. Oh, um, there is one, though, just not to be too much of a. Um, Johnny Rain Flood. Like, yeah, go ahead. Talking about the flood, um, but my uh, the the line there and also afterward, which is in the Hebrew, it says and Gam um, Ken. So and also the same. Yes. Yes. This, um,
0: yes. That's the we're talking about.
4: We see them in obviously we just read the passages in Deuteronomy and Numbers. Yes. Um, they appear to be linked somehow to Goliath. We see the Absolute. account of um, uh, what's his name, the big bed. And, yeah. uh, og, og, og. Uh, also Oak, seems og. seems to be the same type Absolutely. of character. Yeah, I don't have any problem with that. So then, if if the flood was intended to wipe these things out, because whoa, whoa, wait, wait, not it not was not intended to wipe out the
0: Nephilim. They are not half breeds. They were on the earth before that happened. Sure, but and saying, afterward,
4: if if the flood is somehow linked specifically to that, to what? To, to what? To that concept. It wasn't. That's okay. my point.
0: That was just a timing marker. Mentioning that the Nephilim were on the earth then And afterward And if they're on the earth afterward It means they could not have been Wiped out with the flood They had to come through The line of Noah So the Nephilim are not the half-breeds That's right The Nephilim are not the half-breeds And they're not angels in any way They can't be You mean the Nephilim I'm saying that they are very large men For whatever reason Could be the inbreeding that was going on We don't know But they obviously, their line got passed through one of Noah's sons because they were clearly on the earth before the flood and after the flood. Is that a, if they if it went through one of the sons, is that implying through the wife? No, no, no. It, Wait,
4: so
0: it was, let, me, let,
4: me, let me take a step you, back here.
0: I'm, I'm not saying that they were bad. You're, I'm you're just saying, saying you're that saying they were that the, not, uh, I'm not. I'm saying that they were not angels. They're not maligned in any way until their descendants... In fact, it says um, what fight. they are. More yeah. renowned, great men. Yeah, right. they're, they're, they're great men. It doesn't say anything bad about them, just like Lot. Right. Lot. It doesn't say anything bad about him. So these guys are not bad. What we do see, though, is because the children of Israel fight against them, I know they're not from the line of Shep. That only leaves two sons. has to be. The problem is we think Nephilim are bad because they're in that line about the flood. And about the angels doing their deal.
4: Well, there is one other interesting note of the Nephilim, and that's the name and the, mean, the meaning of the name. Fall, uh, Nofel, is the word fall. Yep. Um, so they're literally fallen ones, um, or or ones of falling, because there's two interpretations from the sages on this. One is that they have fallen in wickedness. Yep. The other is that their great size would cause others to fall around them.
0: And also that when they fall. It's That's a great fall. That's awesome. Big dude goes down. It makes yeah. an impression. I mean, I've, I've just finished reading every verse there is on the Nephilim and Anak and his three sons and Goliath and all that. Nothing bad. They're just not on God's side. And and a, a
3: Nephilim is not necessarily a big guy. Uh, the, Anakim are the giants, right? but the Nephilim are definitely they Exactly, mighty men, men. Exactly. Mighty men. Mighty, but, but let's not confuse the terms to say Nephil giant, oh, that's the Anakim, you're right, and they just so happen to be Nephilim that's so, and right. it, so I just want to point that out, that's good. I, I do think that spiritually fallen or to, on, on the wrong side. to a certain extent, right, they, these guys
0: were in the dark side of the force I think. yeah, yeah that's well, the we'll the look at Nimrod, right, we got Nimrod uh, before the flood, no right after the flood Right, he's a mighty man. Hunter builds first hunter when the first hunter. Is, that, is he before the yeah, no, four? Who built? Who built a power About was 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 yeah. yeah. So he's Close. there, you know, mighty guy. Exactly. You know, and you'd be surprised how many times the scriptures speak of mighty men of renown, and they're not those guys hanging with David. <laughs> <laughs> also, David takes on some, or David's
4: guys take on some big dudes. With with guys, absolutely, boys, boys, brothers, absolutely. I yeah. Yeah.
0: <laughs> All right, so. Why did he do it? I think it's pretty clear. At least I'm trying to make the case there's half-breeds there that cannot be redeemed as part of God's plan. Was the earth wicked? Absolutely. Was there a serious problem with rebellion? You bet there was. Is the 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 world wicked now? Yeah, absolutely. Mm -hmm. Is it filled with rebellion? Mm -hmm. Absolutely. You think it's any worse now than it was then? I think so. Now we have the internet. Hello? There's no on a little Game Boy. Can you just see it? No. Anyway. <laughs> Why doesn't God destroy the people again? Because he's chained up those puppies. That's a different question. That's coming well, up. He next. Why does yeah, he That's the, the answer. He will. He will. He what did he promise? Promise not to do it. The same. No, we'll I'm not going to do it with water anymore. <laughs> and when you see that bow, what's that supposed to do? It reminds him. It reminds him, not you. You look at the rainbow and you realize he put his bow in the sky to remind himself that he will not do this again by yeah, water. Said, oh, yeah. The next one, you're going to be hoping for war. a flaming rainbow. Right? That's right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> is that on the purple side <laughs> or side? Yeah. Oh, oh, um, nice. And in linking to that,
4: we, uh, I guess going back to something that, that Peter talks about in that just because God is patient with the wicked, one should not interpret that as slowness um, in the same sense you have to remember that the flood did not happen immediately it caught everyone off guard because they refused to listen to Noah but there is some who believe based off of the 120 year passage that basically Noah was building this ark for over a hundred years Absolutely. telling everybody around him the flood was coming so in the same and also the other link is um, to Methuselah whose right. name means when he dies um, implying that, that he yeah. lived he, and interestingly enough he's the longest man who ever lived so some would say that the flood came when he died, and it just so happened that since he's the longest man ever lived, it shows the mercy of God. Amen. So in the same sense today, when you say, why isn't God judging the world? I think he's going to, and I think that, that judgment
0: is imminent. You bet. That's exactly right. And that needs to be what we remember. It's that he won't do it the same way. But it's clear. If you don't know it, if you don't believe it, read either one of Peter's books. It's It's clear. This world is set up for judgment. He came the first time as the Lamb of God. What does he come as the second time? The conquering king. He comes as the righteous judge. Why can't the same problem occur again? Because he chained up those puppies. He chained those puppies up. They can't do that again, presumably. Let's talk about angels for just a second. How many female angels are alluded to, careful, or named in the Bible? Female angels. Female angels. Alluded to or named?
4: All those pictures of the, you know.
0: The pictures are good. (laughs) Zero. Zero is the right answer. There's not one even alluded to. All angels are described as mm-hmm. mighty warriors. Massive dudes, big chest, sword kind of things. Mm-hmm. Guys that cause you to pass out from fear when you see them. That happens every time an angel shows up. What does? It, what do the guys do? Woe is me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. let you got, get that big bruise on your head.
4: <laughs> angel. Did he hit you? No, I, <laughs> <laughs> I hit the floor. That's <laughs> unbelievable. <laughs> well, and then your alternative is either the... Um, the giant, you know, mighty man-looking character, or the the one with like four heads and four yeah, wings. No, and and no, those are weird. Yeah, with the big. Yeah. So or forget, with the, well, the one with head with four, four faces. faces. Yeah. yeah. What, you know, what, and it, wheels things. Yeah, forget so the, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, the. Is it, it man or what is it? I <laughs> mean, forget you know, gender's yeah. kind of out the window at that point. That, that, that looks like a bear. No, it's an ox. No,
0: it's yeah, that's a that's tough. It's plain. It's So, your first angel ology deal there are no female angels described or discussed in any way the closest we get are two passages one I'm gonna be a little crude just to make the point you evidently have got some horny angels in heaven sorry who do they go after not other angels but it implies that they, like they could have. Well, it implies it. But then Yeshua but sort of debunks that. Exactly. They don't do that. Why not? Well, maybe because there's no girls. It's like are, boot camp all the time. But then why are they able to? You know. Really why is a young man? How many of you are single? Raise your hands. How many are single? How many of you single? are able? All of you. Well, why are you able if you're not
2: supposed to? Yeah, but I see it a little differently for angels who have like
0: uh, all this time on their hands? Oh, all this time on their time hands? What's wrong with that? Book, is eternity a long time? No, it's outside. No, it's outside of time. <laughs> but, no.
2: but, uh, right. okay. Second thing is the
0: master's comment about it. He says, given and taken in marriage, that's all cool stuff. That's you guys. He implies that the angels don't
2: matter. He says they don't. I, he I, implies it like that it like they he said can. that
0: the people who resurrect don't. Because they're just like the angels. And the angels, angels don't. Doesn't mean they can't. It means they shouldn't. And some did. That's my point. Some did. Why is the flood account important? Sean? Why is it important? Well, um, there's many reasons. I'm trying to think of the one you're asking. Um, but I can spout some off. Give me one. Um, it's a it's a warning um, that God um, does punish sin. You said that in the beginning. There it is. Ryan, give me another one. Why is it important? He's going to punish sin. What else? Because uh, well, the flood account is, import- is important because it's... Shows us that God will not uh, leave sin unpunished. So I think that's a grammatical way of saying the same thing. <laughs> but let me help you with this. He said God will punish sin, and he—he he already has. He already has. Yes. If you don't think he's up to the task, hmm. talk to Noah. Can you imagine what it was like in there? I've been in this house when it's been raining pretty hard. I can still hear the cars going by. I can still hear the dogs howling. I can still hear those stupid cats. I think I could hear men beating on the side of the the house, screaming, asking to be let in, begging.
3: Maybe not over all these animals who are freaking out.
4: I <laughs> <laughs> that my <laughs> <laughs> again?
1: <laughs> <laughs> who's... Who's... Who's on floor
0: Jacob. one? <laughs> Yuffin! <Played out laughs> Enlargement! On yep <laughs> <laughs> Hello? Why is, is the window on the third floor? That's that's right. Right. What, what I was that's trying to tough. say, just the ESB's ground
2: was not anything was not debunking the point. It was just that the way Yeshua phrases it, when he brings up the sons of God and angels, he's he's more talking about that they don't die, not that they don't give in marriage. But he does mention the marriage. That's why I said he's applying that more to people, like the people who get resurrected. They don't give in marriage because they
0: don't die, just like angels don't die. Type of thing. Right that's the first time I've ever heard anybody say the reason why is because they don't die. The reason why what? The reason why they're not given in marriage is because that's they don't that's die. Nice. I'm just saying that's, I mean, you're, you're kind of mixing the two together but yeah, I'm, I'm with the, uh The grammar's odd there. You should look at the New York Standard too. Sons of God and, and they translated Sons of Israel and they translated Sons of God. In the English Standard it's a little, little Alright best comments yes I have another
4: reason why the flood count is important yes um, it shows that God isn't, is merciful he will leave a remnant too it's like a big big wow.
0: that is that is so cool that's exactly right and he had a man of righteousness righteous in his generation to proclaim righteousness it said he was a caruso in the Greek he was proclaiming it he was preaching, and it wasn't a short amount of time. I think that's our job. You could you could say that his life was spent um, mm-hmm. in
2: preserving the remnant, and then afterwards there was wine. So <laughs> the come. I want you to know that I feel <laughs> I'm doing the same thing. I what
0: I was, I was with, with, with the wine. <laughs> <right> <laughs> <that>. <laughs> 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 yes, there you go. All right, that's good, gentlemen. Well done questions comments i can think of another uh, one
2: Uh, and that is it required faith to obey it required
1: faith for noah to obey the command
0: had rain you know took a
2: long time to build Um, it's the only
0: yokel doing it it's easy for me now to walk out my faith because you're sitting on my couch. I don't care who you are or how strong you are. When you're the only guy, that's a little tough. It's got to be easier with three sons than just you. Family is important. Other men are important. And with Noah, that's got to be tough. Mm-hmm.
2: Probably
4: spoke to the faith of his sons. It didn't say that God told his sons. Noah told his sons.
0: Well, let's let's talk about Lot. Right? Now, Lot, that's a lot if you're... Don't Okay. <laughs> Lote didn't have three sons; he had daughters, not sons. But I think that the principle applies. Those guys didn't make it out. They thought he was, thought he was joking. If there's anything I would ding Lote on, aside from his choice of residence. Yeah. Um, I think I would have been in a different postal district personally, but um, I think the only thing you can ding him on is that the seriousness of his faith at times must have been a little off. Or maybe he kind of went with the flow or laughed at the jokes and whatnot a little bit more than he should have so that his sons-in-law, which by the way is a great picture of how engagement is marriage, it's just there's no physical deal going on there. So, you know, that's why he didn't raise his hand. When I said, how many of you are single? He should not consider himself single, nor should he, even though he's a lot closer than he is. There... So I, I think, to me, it speaks of... Uh, as, uh, as you read in the Apostolic Scriptures, there should be no coarse jesting. Um, I don't think that means we can't tell jokes and we can't laugh. I, I tend to think that the master laughed a lot and probably had a different kind of laughter. He wasn't laughing at people. He was laughing with people. He was demonstrating the joy of salvation, of being one with his God and one with his people. That that seems to be different than Lot. So we, we, need to, we need to step up and, and be serious about our faith one other quick thing on, on why, the, what the, why the flood is important
4: um, Psalm 29 which we read every, um, in the prayers uh, with Shabbat um, says that the Lord sat his king at the flood uh, the, the translation in the of the Archicult Sador is the Lord was enthroned at the deluge um, and the this com- sages this comment on this it, it displays the absolute mastery of God um, he had the cre- uh, ability to create the world and he had the ability to absolutely destroy the world I mean, that, and, uh, if that doesn't set him as the only relevant force in the universe, then... Mm-hmm. <laughs> exactly right. Yes. <clears throat> this is a separate question.
1: Wow, but, that's uh, such a cool, sexy voice. Wow, that's so yeah. With that beard, too, right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you go, girl. <laughs> it, it, it mentions specifically that Noah was righteous. <laughs> and I just was curious. I mean, not that it really has too much of an effect, but do you think that all of them were spared because of Noah's righteousness? Or do you think it was individual righteousness as well? Like the three sons were also as righteous as their father? Or do you think it's another demonstration of one righteous man preserving more?
0: Yes. Uh, Yeah, I think the answer is yes. And I think that's a great example of, you know, let's argue that back and forth. Um, I think that uh, righteous is as righteous does and a man preserves his family, no question about it. He's to protect them. And he's to be their priest and to provide that covering and so forth. The, the scriptures clearly teach that. But at the same time, I was gonna say, you know, we don't compare righteousness among peoples. That's not what the master said. He said, whoa, 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 unless your righteousness exceeds that of the of the proshim, the Pharisees, you will likewise perish so um, I think you can argue both sides as a father I like to think the master's uh, vignette about not being able not possible to plunder the house unless you first tie up the strong man you gotta bind the strong man he's the strength of the home so I, I like to lean more towards Noah was the guy we see later on Shen got that line. Mm-hmm. So good, good question, good point. Final comments. Not did You learn anything? Yeah. yeah. I'm convinced. I hope yeah. One guy did. I think yeah, I right. That's good. <laughs> Master of the universe, fulfill our request for goods, satisfy our desire, and grant our request. Pardon all our iniquities and all the iniquities of our households. A pardon of kindness, a pardon of compassion, and purify us of our errors, our iniquities, and our willful sins. Remember us with a favorable memory before you and consider us for salvation and compassion. Remember us for long life, for good life, and for peace, good livelihood and sustenance, bread to eat, clothes to wear, wealth, honor, and long life, engaged in your Torah and your commandments, and intelligence and insight to understand and discern the depths. Of your mysteries. Grant a complete recovery to all our sufferings and bless all our handiwork. Decree upon us good decrees, good salvations and good consolations. Nullify all harsh and evil decrees against us, and please dispose the feelings of the government, its counselors and ministers, including the President, upon us for good. Amen, and so be your will.